Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. This is the Fools on Stools podcast. I am your host, Cullen Brown, joined as always by my co-host, Anthony Council. Yeah, buddy. And as always, we got over the phone today, Mr. Kevin Walker. What's going on, everybody? Today is Wednesday, October 19, 2022. Hopefully, y'all are having a wonderful day today. We got a lot to talk about in the sports world, everything that happened this past college football and NFL Sunday weekend. The Major League Baseball postseason is well underway and into the Final Four. But of course, the NBA season tipped off last night. We are getting all of that and maybe just a little hockey sprinkled in here here on the Fools on Stools podcast. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Anthony, we'll start with you. You Yesterday was the start of my favorite holiday. My favorite holiday is underway now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The six or seven, eight months of the NBA season? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. My favorite holiday is back. Preseason is done. The NBA season is here. And James Harden still cannot make a three for the love of him. Jeez Louise. We're going to get into all of that today. Kevin, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I don't really like to view the NBA season as a holiday because it is here than, it is here for a longer amount of time than a normal holiday would be. But it is a great time. Uh, of course, all the drama in the NBA is already getting kicked up. Uh, we'll address all of that, I'm sure. But well, definitely I- ready for the NBA season. It feels like right now, because obviously August and October – is the month of college football and NFL football getting started up and all that. But it feels like right now we are in the midst of all sports. We got could, F1, we got basketball, hockey, and all of it going on right now. Could I potentially sway your opinion and as if, you know, if it is a holiday, we'd be getting holiday pay? I'm getting holiday pay. We get a, <laughs> look, we, of course, know, technically, <laughs> technically, I, technically I we I'm are. Not, for, for, for I know I'm not getting holiday pay right now. Technically, we are for for the NBA and and NHL because we're going to be covering the Stars and the Mavericks this season. Yeah, that's true. Technically, so, it's holiday pay. Yes, a slight flex. Slight flex. Slight know. flex. All my, right. My checking accounts is otherwise. All right. Well, like, without any further ado, let's jump into this past weekend where on Saturday, college football was one of the weeks to remember. Obviously, we've got many games that we've gone through. Uh, also, just wanted to point out to our listeners that if you want to talk, listen to us talk more about the sport of football, whether it's college or NFL level. Blake and uh, Blake Elliott, a co-contributor to the Fools on Stools podcast, also here is one of the green guys. And Kevin Walker have started their own podcast that's kind of associated with the Fools on Stools. Kevin, you want to give a quick plug into that real quick? Yeah, of course. Thank you for the opportunity. Y'all got to be sure. If y'all want to hear more NFL and college football, just strictly about the ball, y'all got to tune into the Sauce Club. Y'all are probably wondering why y'all call it the Sauce Club because, guys, Myself, I was never always on the field, but I sure did look damn nice on the sidelines. And me and Blake were talking about it, and we were like, you know what, that's the soft club. Look good. May not play, but hey, you're going to look good. So y'all got to be sure to tune into the soft club. Uh, whether y'all did play, didn't play, or just wanted to hear more about football, we give our opinions. We keep up with the records. We talk about all the drama, but it's about 45 minutes to an hour of strictly football. Guys, I think y'all would love it if y'all love our football segments. But, yeah, go ahead and tune into it. Don't forget about it. It'll be on Spotify. Um, it'll be soon uploaded to Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah, look good, feel good. So it's, so it's pretty saucy, huh? It's a, it's a saucy like, podcast, I'd like huh? So. Oh I'd like to think so. All right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into our football segment. Uh, we'll start with Kevin first. What was your biggest college football takeaway 
from this past Saturday that you wanted to get into? Man, I hate to repeat myself, but Tennessee is legit. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not, not going to be the only one that says that on this podcast or any others, but Tennessee is legit. That wide receiver, y'all are going to have to remember, remind me of his name, but that Hyatt, wide receiver yeah. five touchdowns, dude. Jalen Hyatt. Holy crap, dude. That guy, I mean, I, I mean, I know me and Blake talked about it, but that dude is the man on campus, and him and Hendon Hooker are leading that Tennessee team right now. That Tennessee team is ridiculously good. Um, mid, mid In the middle of the Tennessee game, I kind of had my opinions, and I thought that they were going to win mid-out just because they were doing a lot better and performing way better than Alabama. Um, I was kind of predicting what I thought the AP poll would look like with an Oklahoma State loss. Um, and I thought that they would be ranked number four. I thought it would be, uh, I thought it would be Georgia, Ohio State, uh, Michigan and then them, but obviously the college football people know way more than I do. I think Tennessee being ranked number three is is serving justice. I think that I think that team is very legit. Anthony, your thoughts? Yeah, the fact that Tennessee took the goalpost down off of the um at, took the goalpost down, took it out of the Tennessee stadium, ran walked it downtown in Tennessee, and then threw it. In the gosh dang river. The Tennessee River. In the Tennessee River. <laughs> like, I, I like I saw this post on Instagram with the president talking about this. Like, so what do you think about that? And he was like, you know what? We're going to do this every freaking year. Every freaking year, we're going to take the goalpost down and throw it in the river. And so, I, I, now I don't know if they're going to beat Alabama every year. But the they, way Tennessee's looking right now with Hennon Hooker and, and Jalen uh, Hyatt, Yep. Yeah, he's they they they're a dynamic duo right now for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, I was just gonna say, Anthony, to touch on what you were saying about the president of Tennessee. Uh, there's a there's a clip surfacing social media of basically while everything is while Tennessee is being torn to shreds on the field, not the team, but just the stadium <laughs> itself being right. torn down. The president is just over there smiling like, "Hey, whatever." <laughs> right. I mean, they got. I think. I, I think they got a hundred thousand dollar fine. What's that to a school <laughs> made? Who who just probably made a couple million dollars on that game alone? Exactly. I mean, the revenue they're coming in, the money that's going out, it's it's not the same. They don't care about fines. They're right. They can rush the field every game if they wanted to. Yeah. No. Definitely a very big win for the Tennessee Volunteers, knocking off the Alabama Crimson Tide for I believe the first time since two thousand eleven. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a long a very... time. It's been a while. So, um, obviously, Bryce Young had a really great game as well, Jameer Gibbs, but ultimately, the Crimson Tide fell to the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville. Anthony, what was your biggest game takeaway from this past Saturday? Uh, honestly, my biggest takeaway from past Saturday, I mean, obviously, you know, he hit the nail in the coffin with the Tennessee game. Um, I thought that game was huge. Um, Honestly, the OU-Kansas uh, game. Okay. I, th I thought that was a good game. I thought that Kansas was going to beat OU, but OU just came out guns blazing. But um, I feel like you're going to take the obvious. So, so, so I'm gonna there's, a, there's a lot of obvious ones out I, there, and this is one of them, to be fair. That, that's true, but but the one that um that's your dark horse um, yeah. that you love. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you have that oh, one. Oh, I but, appreciate it. But I'll talk I a little bit. It. But I'll, but I'll talk a little bit about this Kansas um, OU game real quick. Uh, sorry, Kevin, did you, did you want to say something? No, I mean, y'all both have great picks. The only thing I'm going to say on the Kansas game is I still think it's just hilarious how we were like, oh, yeah, Kansas was going to go in there and take care of Oklahoma. <laughs> I just I, – I love it. It's just 
not only just because it's Oklahoma, but just because it's like who in their right mind thought a couple of years ago we'd be like, oh yeah, Kansas got a, got a good week against Oklahoma. But no, you're right. That was a showdown. That was that was a good game. It was the return of Dylan Gabriel, the uh, stud quarterback for OU, and OU looked like more of its former self, in my opinion. Yeah, they did. Dylan Gabriel, uh, 29 for 42, 403 yards. Um, Average 9.6 yards and two touchdowns and only one interception. I thought that was a good day for him. Um, I mean, I think Kansas, they, they're not a bad team. I mean, they have kind of a little bit of the hype with just Kansas football because they're, one, they're now ranked, and then two, they're not a bad football team as well. Um, but I just think OU, I mean, Oklahoma, they just looked like the better team that game. I mean, it was a kind of a shootout for both teams. I mean, both teams were, were really guns blazing on either side you really didn't know who was going to win in that game um i feel like a lot of people were pushing for kansas to win just after those couple losses that oklahoma has had and especially in some close games but the fact that ou um took a 52 42 win um and on top of that they scored in, in in not not every drive but it was 14 to 14 in the first quarter and then 21 um not 14 14 but they it was like 14 21 14 and 3 um, for the Oklahoma Sooners, and they just had a better game on both sides, offense and defense. Well, and, and another thing to touch on, Anthony, is Kansas did lose their starting quarterback for the rest of the year. That dude was killing it. I think he was also a high, in the Heisman conversation. So, obviously, you know, that's going to hurt. Um, but even with taking it to a shootout with your backup quarterback, it means that Kansas has got some guys. Um, who know the step-up mentality. But, yeah, losing that starting quarterback there is, is really going to hurt them for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, like all y'all's thoughts there. Uh, Oklahoma obviously coming away with that big win. Kansas is still one away from being bowl eligible, which is a huge step up for that program this early in the season. But, Anthony, you mentioned it. My biggest takeaway from this past college football Saturday, the University of Utah, the Utes, uh, finally looked like that full-fledged force that I thought they could be Coming into the season, Cameron Rising, the Utah quarterback, 30 of 44, 415 yards and two touchdowns. I think I've said this plenty of times on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. Caleb Williams, I think, is an absolute stud. I think one of, if not the best uh, play, uh, quarterbacks excuse me, in college football. He, this Utah defense is legit, and he put on a show, 381 yards and five touchdowns. But Utah would simply not be denied here at home. Utah taking care of business, knocking off the previously undefeated Trojans. Utah, this is going to be a potential, you know, something to keep your eye on looking forward towards the end of the year because USC, they do have the advantage of only having one loss to two losses. But Utah came in the Pac-12 especially, and I think they are, they're not technically out. I mean, the, the playoff is definitely looking bleak with two losses. Let's not get any uh, kidding ourselves. But to win over USC in the fashion that they did, um, keeping up with this high-scoring, high-fast-paced offense was nothing short of sensational, and I could not be more happy just watching this game uh, and watching Utah do work. So I don't know if y'all remember, but whenever we made up, because we did make our predictions for this game, and Cullen, I know you've been riding high, and they haven't quite had that standout performance yet. Um, and I picked Utah over USC. I told y'all, I said, USC's had it easy so far. Mm -hmm. Utah has a good record, and they played some bad, or some play, played some pretty good teams. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I tuned into the first part of that game. I believe it's 21-7. to 7. Uh, USC was, USC Yeah, was early late. in the second quarter, yep. 
Yeah, and I was like, okay, maybe my prediction was wrong. Maybe USC is legit, and I tune back in, and it's, it's a shootout. So you're right. You, Utah being able to put up with that high-powered offense and being able to put up those kinds of points is huge. Um, not saying that USC is not legit because they are. Lincoln, When you have Lincoln Riley at the helm, it doesn't matter. You're going to be legit, and Caleb Williams, I agree, is probably a definite top three quarterback in, in, in college football right now. Uh, but, yeah, Utah does a huge win for them. Um, they just got to keep building up. Absolutely. Anthony, any thoughts? I love Utah. <laughs> I love Utah. One you of love my home, the Utes. One of my homeboys, uh, Braden Daniels, um, defensive player uh, of the of the week for Utah. Um, big shout-out to you, man. Um, but, I mean, Utah, they, are, they, they just have it all together right now. Um, I mean, they're ranked number 20 uh, after that, after last week. Uh, and I think beating um, USC, I think that proves that, okay, they're still here, kind of like what you guys said. Um, Utah's next upcoming, upcoming schedule, uh, I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say it's difficult. But, I mean, they do play Washington State, and I do believe that uh, game day is going to be there um, at Washington State. And then they play Arizona, Stanford, and a stacked Oregon squad uh, who is ranked number 10 right now. And we know how Bo Nix likes to get uh, down there in Oregon, um, so so that's your game that you're definitely. I was going to transition to that, so that's your game that you're looking forward going into next week or this upcoming week, I should say. Uh, I mean, I I I still predict Utah winning that game. I actually predict Utah winning against Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said UCLA. Sorry, my apologies. Oh, I was looking at next you. week. And I heard the U, and then I just <laughs> zoned out for a second. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay, you're sorry. good. No, but um, uh, whenever whenever Utah plays against Oregon, I think that's going to be a big game, um, on the 19th of November. Uh, but I think for next week, uh, since we're pushing to next week, um, like we said, you know, there are a lot of games. Um, that are going to be happening in the next following week. If I can pull up the schedule uh, real quick um, before I get into that, what do you have for next week well, that you think is going to be a big game? I feel bad I cut you off, but do you want to talk about UCLA working <laughs> since you kind of devils <laughs> into it a little bit? If not, I can. You can. It's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Cullen. The UCLA Bruins, the last uh, remaining, excuse me, undefeated team in the Pac-12, taking on the Oregon Ducks in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Dorian Thompson, excuse me, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, and Chip Kelly have got the UCLA squad flying on all cylinders. They finally have their squad, their whole recruiting class, kind of how Chip Kelly runs it, and he's going back to his old stomping grounds in the University of Oregon to take on the Ducks. Uh, you already mentioned Bo Nix, who, uh, despite that first game in which he looked uh, pretty lackluster uh, to open up the season for Oregon, has really stepped it up. He's got 12 touchdowns to three interceptions on the year. Uh, can, over with over fifteen hundred yards, this is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, determine the hierarchy of the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. UCLA was not one of those teams that we had discussed whenever mentioning some of the higher uh, level teams in the Pac-12, and they have certainly made their case that they deserve to be in the discussion. They're going to get into the hard part of their schedule here. Um, they have come off with the last uh two weeks beating number fifteen Washington, number eleven at the time ranked Utah. So. It's going to be a very interesting uh, test here for the UCLA Bruins going up against Oregon, but I expect uh, UCLA to keep on rolling. What do you guys think? UCLA looks like a beast. Uh, between the quarterback that they have and that defense, which I will give a quick shout-out to the Murphy Twins. Uh, for those who don't know, they used to play North Texas. Got a big-time offer, went to USL UCLA. Now they're starting over there. They're killing it. The defense is good. Their offense is spectacular. Their quarterback is amazing. 
UCLA is legit, man. They look really good. They're holding up for the Pac-12 right now. For yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. And then you want to add on to that? I just want to talk about one other game. Okay. Aside from the from from this upcoming game that's like huge. Right. UCLA, Oregon. Yep. That I mean that that game's gonna be elite. Um, I just want to talk about another undefeated team uh, that is kind of a little bit up north where where our very own Kevin Walker lives. Um, <laughs> it gets a little bit purple, you know, maybe not purple rain, but you know, a little purple and, okay. and a dash of silver. Okay. And uh, a little spiky, because you know, if, if if you got a frog, you got to make sure it's a horned frog. Now you know. You, now you just said he's up north, and everything in this game is down south. Just so well, you know. That hey 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 yeah I don't know what that was. hey hey it's up there near Fort Worth okay, okay. down there near Fort Worth down there up there to the side <laughs> left right a uh, diagonal all that uh, up where we are clearly the, fire, firing on all cylinders today ain't purple that the is, truth purple is gonna run very thick this weekend with the Kansas State TCU matchup yes I agree okay <laughs> the <laughs> fact the fact that they took care of business against Oklahoma State. Was a game to remember. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's gonna have that game struggle next year because um, I know they want to be undefeated for sure. But Anthony, let me let me tell you a little something about Oklahoma State, okay? Yeah. Obviously, I've I being the Texas fan, I, I've seen Oklahoma State play a lot when they're ranked, when they're not ranked. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State is one of those teams. You know how sometimes an unranked team, you can go against an unranked team, but you're always kind of like, ah, oh, this kind of feels like a trap game. Mm-hmm. When you play Oklahoma State, it's always a trap game. They're very good. They've always been good. They've always been – I mean, Mike Gundy has been has been there forever. He, he's been winning there for a long time. It's they're not, no, they're not no bad team to go against. They are a very good team, whether they're ranked or unranked. They're always coming for people's throats. They just so happen to be ranked number 11 right now. But Oklahoma State has always been really good. Even whenever they weren't ranked and Texas was higher up there and they were going to play them, it's always a scary weekend when you play Oklahoma State, especially in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma State is going to put up a fight with damn near anybody. Oklahoma State has always been really good. They put up a fight with anybody in the Big 12. It don't matter if they're winning or if they're not. Okay, well then let's kind of get to Oklahoma State. How do you think they're going to play against your uh, Texas Longhorns, big dog? We know that's Kevin's game of the week. Yeah, right. I, I was going to say, y'all, y'all already know that's my game of the week. But, yeah, that's, that's going to be a really good matchup. I think it's going to be the true, the true, true tall tale of what Texas is worth. Um, I think you get the win over Oklahoma. It's a 49-0 dub. Cool, that's great and everything. But someone remind me, was Oklahoma ranked when we played them? No, they were no. Exactly. Neither, neither was Texas, they, they, to be fair. Right. Exactly. So neither, yeah, no, they weren't ranked. So, yeah, you win 49 nothing. Yes, it's the Red River matchup and all that. But at the end of the day, you're not proving any, anything because you're playing a team who's arguably com- trying to do a comeback run right yeah. now. Oklahoma State's not on a comeback run. They just lost their first game to a very talented TCU team. They are going to be coming for blood. They're going to want to win at home. Texas has to – if they don't win this game, then the season's going to fall the same as it always does with a couple of cool wins, a couple of close losses, um, and a meaningless bowl game. 
if Texas can pull off a win against Oklahoma State this weekend and get into maybe the top 15 of the poll and keep working from there, maybe we might see if the Texas team and Steve, Har- and Steve Sarkeesian is worth something. But Oklahoma State looks really good. Uh, Spencer Sanders has been leading that team really well. Um, obviously, being a senior, he, he knows that offense and, and Mike Gundy very well. Uh, that team is good. Their receivers are talented. That defense is stacked. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be a really good matchup. I, I personally believe that a lot of people should tune into, Texas fan, Texas hater or not. Um, the, the, it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a tall tale of what Texas is worth, and it's going to be a tall tale of if Oklahoma State can make a comeback. Okay, how many yards does uh, B. John Robinson have to have this game in order to win? I'm actually going to change that. We know B. John Robinson is probably top three, maybe if not the top running back in college football right now. Um, so we're, I'm not even going to put a, hey, Bijan's got to do this because he can also catch the ball in the backfield. Quinn Ewers last week in the win over Iowa State had 169 yards and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns is cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I also think he threw a pick in that game. Um, and But 169 yards is not a lot, especially in college football. Quinn Ewers has got to throw for at least 300 yards and two touchdowns. I got to say, Xavier Worthy, we know he's a guy. We know he can get the ball. We know he's fast. We know he can make great plays. Um, he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to be active out there. But that defense has got to step up. They got to stop the run, uh, which they've been doing pretty good all year. So if Texas defense can mainly because that that Texas uh, front seven is is nasty. They're very good. They're very big. They're very fast. Um, so if the Texas defense can be firing on all the cylinders at all times and. Quinn Ewers can get that 300 threshold with two touchdowns, uh, and we can win the turnover battle. There's no reason that Texas should win that game. All right, so yeah, definitely ignoring Anthony's question there. Great, uh, great insight, Mr. Kevin Walker. <laughs> what, uh, what, I get it. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Look, it, we're going to be a very interesting game in Stillwater in Texas, but we got to move on here because that was a great breakdown by you. It's going to be one of the best ranked matchups that we're going to see all Saturday. Just wanted to give you incredible, uh, nice job on your insight, but we got to switch it over the NFL. We talked about it. Now we got to switch over to Sunday football. I'm going to kick it over to Anthony first this time. Anthony, what was your biggest takeaway from this past Sunday in the NFL? I was upset. I was sad on my Sunday because my Cowboys lost to the Philadelphia undefeated Jalen Hurts. I mean, just it was a hard Sunday for me because my my Cowboys lost. But it's okay. It's okay because, you know, Jalen Hurts, I— He's that guy. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's just that guy right now. Um, last year, we all know Jalen Hurts was not the best. Uh, it was his rookie season, I believe. So, um, But now they, they're just firing on all cylinders. They're just hitting the ground running. They believe they can beat every single team. Um, uh, I know the saying that, um, that the, the people have been saying, you know, in, in Rush, we trust. Well, in, in Prescott, we, we got it back. So, um because now our starting quarterback is going to be Dak Prescott, which is great. Um, I think that it would have been. I mean, it, it, I'm not going to say it was a bad game for the Cowboys. Uh, I just think that there were just some things that we could have worked on um, that could have gotten the dub. But I think one of the biggest games that I watched <laughs> that was so embarrassing because <laughs> I watched it on Sunday and I was like, "What are y'all doing? Green Bay against the New York Jets." The New York Jets are that team. They they're good on defense. They're good on offense. They embarrassed the heck 
out of Aaron Rodgers. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would not want I would have not wanted to walk out there um, or even walk in the press conference after the game because they played just terrible. I get it. In the last part of the quarter, in the last part of the fourth quarter, they, they tried to make a comeback. That was good. But the Jets were just on all c- cylinders. And I know, I'm, I'm not trying to go on all these teams, but even New York, the New York Giants looked amazing <laughs> going up against Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens. Like, oh my gosh, Lamar throws an interception. He goes down for a couple yards. And then Daniel Jones, um, Daniel Dimes, I mean, throws a nice pass in the end zone. I mean, like, like both New York teams are looking great. When was the last time we said that the New York Giants and the New York Jets are looking good in the NFL at the same time? Needless to say, New York fans, regardless of what teams they root for, are happy. Between the Jets, the Giants, and the Yankees right now, I don't want to call them baseball, but things are looking pretty good in New York. I got to piggyback off of what you say, Anthony, because I was going to say the Jets, dude. The Jets, I I mean, I'm a little little timid to say that they look legit, um, but they are definitely better. I know everyone's saying Brian Dayball is head coach of the year candidate right now. Uh, which is rightfully deserved, but I, I gotta say Robert Sala is not too far behind. Uh, he's done numbers for that that Jets team, uh, bringing Zach Wilson back. Um, I might even get more. No jokes. Jokes aside, that he's he's playing a really good he's playing really good football right now, um, and and some good teams aren't. You know, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously comes back, signs that big deal, loses Devontae Adams. There's questions around his receiving core, around the leadership, around. A lot of things, a lot of question marks around the Green Bay Packers. Um, and, yeah, I, they're not – they don't look as good as they used to be. Very interesting insight from my two co-hosts. I'm shocked, personally, that we haven't mentioned this game yet. Wait, are you shocked about um, the the both New York teams that are just having a phenomenal year? Or are you shocked at, like, both number 12 quarterbacks are just playing so bad that they look like they really need to retire? Uh, well, there's a lot to unpack there, but, um, I don't know about all that. I'm about to say that's, that's something that we're going to put that on pause, a little little pause, because this is, am I wrong though? No, here's yes. But to answer your question, yes, (laughs) yes, you are wrong. Um, but look, we'll talk about it more because we got to talk about this. Oh yeah. The Buffalo Bills went into Arrowhead again during the regular season and knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. Josh Allen, that bad man, Josh Allen. 27 of 40, 329 yards, three touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, 338 with two touchdowns, two interceptions. Allen did it all, Mm. didn't make mistakes on the road. Buffalo looks legit. Mm. Now, if you want to sit there and say Buffalo Bills are the clear favorite in the NFL, the clear best team, and with respect to the Eagles, these are the two best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. I would still say Kansas City has a, a hand, not a firm grasp as they did, but they're still hanging on to that first team arguable thing because they went toe-to-toe with the bills now granted it was at home uh kansas city was dealt with a numerous amount of injuries in the secondary they're playing like an undrafted rookie uh in one of their secondary positions and their first round pick was just coming off ir so that had something to do with it and you're going against josh allen the Bills, so that's never easy but i just wanted to point out that like like last year the Buffalo Bills went into Arrowhead, and they actually beat the Chiefs worse than they did this time. <laughs> yeah, they did. And what yeah, happened, they, they got to the playoffs, and we know the story, one of the greatest NFL postseason games ever. So yes. I do not think this will be the last time these two teams played. No. But if you want to sit out there and ride high on the Buffalo Bills, which I'm sure somebody on this podcast is going to do, 
That's fine. I'm just saying Kansas City Chiefs <coughs> deserve to earn the respect. Anthony, please take it away. I know you're biting at the chomp there. So, I just want to say, was I right or was I right? Again, I just Was said, I right or was I right? Sometimes my <laughs> predictions are just so out of this world and that it, it, it's just like, they just don't make sense. If you guys want to go to the Green Guys podcast and listen to my crazy predictions that I believe are going to be great and that are they're going to be right, you know, go listen to it. Because, you know, I was correct on this one, and I'm just and 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 and, 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 and I'm gonna stay humble. Okay. I'm gonna stay humble a little bit. I'm gonna stay humble because you know, look, both, a little bit. Uh, eh, hey, you know, it is what it is. But one thing I know, and Colin, you really you know hit the nail on the coffin with this one. Everybody in the NFL knows who they're really trying to get chase. to, like Chase. Yeah, like it's Buffalo or Kansas City. If I believe that in the next. I, I could say five years, one of these two teams are going to be in the Super Bowl. Like, it's either going to be Buffalo or Kansas City. Whoever's in the NFC, good luck, because you're going to be facing one of these two teams for the next couple of years. And and everyone in the AFC, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> like, like you'll be lucky to make it to an AFC championship game. Because if you got to face them two before the AFC championship, that I, I just... I'm glad you brought that up, Kevin. I know I'm going to let you jump in here in a second. You know where the last four AFC Championship games have taken place? Either in Buffalo or Kansas City? No, all in Arrowhead. Oh, wow. That's The beautiful. last four have all been played in Arrowhead Stadium. It's, it, if there was ever a time to change the AFC Championship game <laughs> to the Arrowhead Invitational, it would be right now. Yeah. But listen, the Buffalo Bills did a great job in getting that win. They deserve all the credit in the world. Kevin, I know you got to get in here, so please give us your thoughts. Yeah. Hey, man, it's called the Lamar Hunt Trophy for a reason, bro. I'm just saying it. Um, but, no, it, it's that, I, I think that the reason I didn't start off with the Kansas City-Buffalo game is because we try to do a little bit different here, not talk about all the all the, all the the media you're going to hear about on ESPN, but it, it, you can't not talk about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I want to tell you all a little interesting stat. Going into halftime, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both had the same exact number of completions and attempts with just a two-yard difference. Ending the game, now obviously Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. Ending the game, Patrick Mahomes was 25 of 40, and uh, Josh Allen was 27 of 40. So if you count Patrick Mahomes as interceptions as catches, they both ended the game 27 of 40, which I know you don't, but – isn't it just crazy how these guys compare? I know we, I know players hate it when, when we as media people compare them to each other. But damn it, dude, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they are the 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 mecca. They are the echelon of what a great quarterback in the NFL is looking like right now. Um, and I know Lamar Jackson's up there. He, it's just a different game, and I get that. I completely understand it. Josh Allen, it seems like every week is doing an incredible play. I believe he hurdled somebody last week. I mean, he's just he's he's amazing. He's out there. He's just a different player, uh, and he can rush the ball. I believe he had 12 rushes for 30 something yards, and we already know the majority of those are fourth and goal or fourth uh, not fourth and goal, but fourth down or third down conversions that they they know they can trust him to get. Um, dude, this Buffalo team is, is insane. Uh, not a lot of people do remember Cullen, but that Buffalo did handedly give Kansas City an L in last year's uh, regular season. They only remember the divisional loss. Buffalo, which 
if we really want to look at it, Buffalo could have won that game. So really this was Buffalo's third game for the taking. Um, I'm not going to sit here and be saying that Buffalo is the better team out of the two because I, I think it's still a major coin flip. I think it's still a major coin flip. But what I want to ask y'all for y'all's opinion. Now, NFL power rankings have been having the Philadelphia Eagles as the number one team for the past few weeks, other than the first two, obviously. Do y'all think, because the recent one they just came out with had Buffalo, then uh, then the had uh, Buffalo, then the Eagles, and then Kansas City. Do you, out of those three teams, now obviously two of those being AFC teams, out of those three teams, who is y'all's, personally, y'all's number one team? I, Anthony, I want to hear your opinion first. Out of those three? Out of those three, who's your number one? Jeez. Uh... Right now, I mean, you got I mean same Philly is that guy like they're that team. I'm giving yeah. I mean, Philly just looks good. I mean, I, for and for personally, I don't like power rankings. I don't really give a care about power rankings or anything. But if I'm ranking them, um, just by pure offense and defense, the Eagles look great. The Eagles look legit. They look like that Super Bowl contender like that they did when they won the Super Bowl. Um, they just. They just look like, look like they have it all together right now. So I would go, um, for time's sake, I would go Philly, Buffalo, and then Kansas City. Now, obviously, we won't get to see a Buffalo-Philadelphia matchup unless a Super Bowl between the two happens. But I think, personally, Colin, I, I want you to chime in here as well. I think that... Kansas City, while they do have Patrick Mahomes, which could be and probably is the best quarterback in the NFL and the best quarterback in, that the NFL has had in some time, that he does not have the weapons. I know he threw the ball to 13 different wide receivers, and Juju had his first come-out game of the year. But so a lot of those guys are making into playmakers. The Eagles and the, and the Buffalo Bills have playmakers already built in. Colin, what is your opinion? Okay. So, a lot of things going back there. Um, first of all, I agree with Anthony that power rankings are stupid. They're often made up just so, you know, teams or people like in the media or podcast hosts like us can talk about how ridiculous they are and blah, 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 how the rankings are crazy. Personally, I'm more of a fan of tiers, like putting teams in tiers, because mm -hmm. that's just the way that you can kind of sit there and put evenly, because you're just picking at straws, right? Right. Ultimately... I think we all know who are the top echelon of teams, who's kind of at the bottom end, and then we've got a bunch of teams in the middle. To okay. answer your question directly, right, if you're asking me, okay, who do I think is the best team? Buffalo's earned it to this point. Philly, to their credit, has done a great job of playing their schedule, playing uh, their competition, and playing the best brand of football that Philadelphia Eagles have played. However, it, just because you're undefeated does not mean you are the best team in the NFL. If you remember last year, the last remaining undefeated team. Do you guys remember off the top of your head, not without taking too long? Do you remember who the last undefeated team was in the NFL last year? No. Kevin, do you know? Last year, no, but I do remember the Pittsburgh Steelers were undefeated until they got uh, their first L from the Cleveland Browns. Random fact always, as Kevin Walker says. No, the correct answer <laughs> was the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. The Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals look good, too. Who eventually good. lost because, if you remember, they went on primetime and lost the Green Bay Packers after A.J. Green and Kyler ran the wrong whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> And you, you think, okay, yeah, Arizona's one of these top teams because they're undefeated. And then they go in the first round and Kyler plays like, and then they don't go anywhere. 
So, look, and I'm not saying that the, the Eagles are like the Cardinals. I'm just saying you can't equate record with how good everything is based just solely based on record. Yeah. Like, record does yeah. have a determinant to it. Like, obviously, I can't rank the Raiders above, like, any of these teams that we're talking about because the Raiders are one or two and four, one and four, whatever they are. The Eagles deserve their respect, and they deserve to be in that top echelon of teams. But I would take both Buffalo and Kansas City over the Eagles today if both – if. The Buffalo played Philly, like you mentioned, Kevin, or if the uh, Kansas City Chiefs played the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm picking the AFC team 10 times out of 10 with that one. You know, I, I actually understand that because, like, if you like thinking about it, um, I guess future reference, if I am the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs, um, last year they were still the top team. Philadelphia was nowhere near them. And I mean, I'd still believe that even next year, I mean, we don't know if Philadelphia is going to be up there. Um, like they are right now, you know. I, next year, we all know that Buffalo and Kansas City are still going to be the top teams. They're going to be the top teams for the next probably could be decade, honestly. Um, like just just as they are now. So I I completely understand uh, where you're coming from, Cullen, with either Buffalo or Kansas City. Maybe not ten times out of ten. I'll say like seven or eight times out of ten. I'd pick either one of those teams. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. respect to Philly. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say Philadelphia is going to be the same way next year because they weren't last year i'm not going to say philadelphia is going to be um one of the top nfc teams in the next like what three four five years they look great right now but i mean as history has it philadelphia hasn't been all that ever since that super bowl win that they've had and so um, with nick Foles, exactly not jalen hurts i mean, it's just it's people just got to realize that it, it transition and momentum just doesn't carry over yeah um from team to team philly's done a great job they look great this year and consistently, they've played their schedule how they should be. To be honest, it, it, again, just because you're the last remaining undefeated team does not mean you're the best team. And congratulations to Jalen Hurts. He's having a breakout year. Miles Sanders looking really good. A.J. Brown, heck of a, uh acquisition by the Eagles. Uh, Nick Cerrone, excuse me, has been coaching his butt off. They've drafted really well. And Howie Roseman's done a really good job as a GM. I just, again, it's it's one of those that we don't get the benefit of seeing everything because again there's schedules to be played and there's factors to be determined with it and the eagles do, do deserve the respect but if you're really really cutting in the fine edges when discussing these top three teams in the nfl i to me the eagles just don't match up with either kansas city or buffalo that's just my final take on it but moving on here we are going to be previewing this upcoming next sunday before we switch gears into the nba Kevin, uh, what would you like to talk about in terms of the NFL slate for this upcoming Sunday? What game sticks out to you? Man, I got to tell you, the, this NFL weekend is going to be great. Um, I mean, there's so many good matchups. I know I won't be watching no Thursday night football, though. I can guarantee you that much. <laughs> Why not? I mean, well, the last two haven't been great. So New Orleans, Arizona doesn't have the highest expectations from most of the NFL fans. You don't want to see Kyler Murray running around the field and just, you know, tricking defenses all the time and throwing short passes? You don't want to see that, Colin? I mean, I'm always down to see Kyler Murray and the Saints. I'm going to watch every game. Kevin, on the other hand, is like, why are you watching that game? What are you doing? I think, I, I think I'll end up watching it, but I'm just going to regret it right after. Be like, oh, I should have done something else with my time. But no, uh, on, on a more serious note, I think, I think that this weekend – could be a, a it should be a fairly easier not so groundbreaking weekend obviously the ravens they lose to the jets so maybe they're on a little bit of a watch with the browns that they're playing but i think the colts tight titans could be a good game um i think 
I think that the game that people really need to watch, in my personal opinion, is this Chiefs 49ers game. Obviously, the Chiefs lose to Buffalo 24-20. We just talked in our segment about it. But the 49ers have looked good, and they just got a surprising 28-14 loss to the Falcons, who aren't looking, like, horrible, I'll say. Like, they're not looking great, but they're not looking horrible, like, you know, against normal. 49ers have a very good defense, and I don't think i got to be the genius in the room to say that. I think the 49ers could surprise the Chiefs, and we could kind of see what this Chiefs team could do on a bounce back. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, anytime you get a, a previous Super Bowl in the past three years rematch um, with two starting quarterbacks that were playing in that Super Bowl, uh, I, I would be shocked if this isn't one of the better games of the weekend. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, I think I I I've I've heard in reports that two is supposed to be coming back. Yes, he is supposed to play yeah. this weekend against the Steelers. Yep, I'm excited to see that game. The Steelers against the Dolphins. I just want to see how good old Tua Tungavailoa, um I just want to see how good he's going to be against these Steelers. Um, the Steelers have not had a great season. I think this is going to be the first time in the Mike Tomlin era that... He's going to have a losing season. I, 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 just, I just think it's Very it. well possible. Yeah. Very well possible. They're sitting at 2-4 and four right now. I mean, you still have, you know, Pickett at your at, at quarterback. He's playing decent-ish. Um, but I think that with the... I think with the Dolphins against the Steelers, if the Dolphins win this game, I think it could bring back some momentum from what um, from, from what was um, them being undefeated. Uh, I just think that the, that the Dolphins game is going to be really, really good. Um, and to see Tua again, to see what he looks like. Um, but I'm kind of interested in this Giants-Jaguars game. I think that's going to be very interesting because, you know, we've seen what Trevor Lawrence has done um, so far. I mean, he's through nine... Nine touchdowns, one thirty-three for two hundred and three. Um, you know, I mean, he's elite. So I think that uh, with the Brian Dayball um, offense, defense with the Giants, I think that uh, they may have their work cut out for them just a little bit against these Jaguars. Yeah, no, I um, I completely agree. I mean, those are a couple of really good games that we are expecting to see this weekend. Um, obviously, very. Interested to see how Tua looks like in his return. Obviously, his health was obviously a major talking point throughout the sports world there for a couple of weeks. Um, and obviously, you know, Brian Dayball and Jacksonville, that could be really one of the underrated matchups. My game of the week, though, since you guys, for the most part, went kind of on the later side, I'm going to go to the noon o'clock kickoffs here at Central Standard Time. And I'm going to go Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans, a potential battle for the top of the AFC South. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry going up against, John, I'm assuming Jonathan Taylor will be coming back this week, but Matt Ryan and, uh, excuse me, Michael Pittman had a really great week this past week. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts looked like the best they've looked since the beginning of the season where they looked god-awful, especially in that Thursday night game against the Broncos, and they're fighting the man. This is a AFC South potential uh, top two dogs, uh, the top two teams people were expecting to come into this year, fighting for that division crown. It's always going to be interesting. It's going to be in Nashville. I can't wait personally to see this game. The Titans and the Colts. Yep, I do. So, so the Titans are three and two, and the Colts are three two, and of course one. Right. So, like you said, a battle for the AFC uh, South. This this game could be a really good one. Um, wouldn't be the great. It, it wouldn't be the sexiest game, but it'd be a. It's not going to be the football. sexiest game. That's why I looked at you. I was like, 
Got a definitely the whatever whatever the over under is, take the under for this game. Um, but is it confirmed that Jonathan Taylor will be back this week? Is it's he's gonna be? It's questionable, but I would lean on him returning this week potentially. Yes. Okay, so if Jonathan Taylor comes back this week, I think Tennessee wins. And then if Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back this week, then Tennessee definitely wins. I think Tennessee's a better team. I understand that the Indianapolis Colts are trying to get their comeback, but I definitely think this would be a good game to watch in the in the earlier part of the day. The over-under is 42.5. Definitely taking the under. <laughs> yeah. Y'all could I be right about that one. Y'all could be. Y'all could be. I would be surprised. Colin, that means that that means that each or each I'm not even gonna say quarterback, each running back basically would have to have three touchdowns apiece. Because how often do passing touchdowns happen on either of those? I ain't watching no quarterback in this game. I'm watching the running backs. That's it. Jonathan Taylor playing. For the record, Matt Ryan had a pretty good week last week. I mean, he threw a bunch of John. uh, Michael Pittman had like over 100 yards. And I like Michael Pittman. Yeah, I like him. And Alec Pierce, the rookie from Cincinnati, caught the game-winning touchdown. He looked good too. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. And then Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. But that's, that's thank the you, point. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. But, hey, listen, we are going to be switching gears here uh, from the NFL to the association. Kevin, we appreciate you calling in and talking with us on episode number 42 of the Fools on Stools podcast. We're going to let you go here, brother, but we want to appreciate you calling in and participating in the show. Yeah, of course, man. I appreciate you all for having me on, I guess. I'm never on this side of the of the phone. Uh, I'll be glad to be back in the studio next week. Just got some school work how to take care of. I'm sure all the listeners understand, but yeah, I'm glad I could call in and provide my ever so needed insight, but y'all go ahead and take it away with NBA. I know you're going to kill it. All right. Thank you again, Kevin. And we got to get you on the other side of this, uh, Anthony, the other what? side of this phone call. You got to be <laughs> oh, on, on one of these shows. On the phone? I've done it. Yeah, Kevin's done it. We've had guests do it. I mean, you're the only one that hasn't done it yet. So See, I don't know if you guys want me on there. the other side. because like, He if is I'm, always there, to be fair. Because if I'm on the other side of the phone, I'm going to be screaming yeah. and, and just hollering just like That's, a lot. That <laughs> so. is true. Anthony in public is a sight to see. Um, But we want to appreciate you again, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, We'll let you take it easy, man. All right, see y'all later. All right, man, take it easy. All right, and that was Kevin Walker, fellow co-host of the Fools on Stools podcast. The Walking Kevin. The Walking Kevin, absolutely. All right, Anthony. Walker, Texas Kevin. (laughs) Walker, Texas Kevin. (laughs) I like that. You know, I might start calling him Walker, Texas Kevin. Yeah, Walker, Texas Kevin. (laughs) All right, so now this is going to be very big here because I've only got about 15 minutes before I head to class. Yep. And we're going to be talking some NBA, so we're going to get the most talk in. But you may just be doing a solo show. We, we're going from three fools to potentially down to one. One, okay. That's so fine. we're going to be talking some NBA. I'm going to try to, you know, indulge some NBA, try to get you talking about some stuff because we've got a lot to get into. Yes. Um, and then obviously I just want to point out too before, because I'm going to get this in before, so that way you're not forced to do this. The MLB uh, postseason, just so we're aware, uh, has gotten down to their final four with the Yankees taking down the Guardians yesterday in five to set up an ALCS between the Astros and the Yankees and an NLCS of the underdogs, the five seed Padres and the number six Phillies. Anthony, what are your quick thoughts on that? Uh, all I got to say is that it's going to be the third, I think third time that the, Ast- that the Astros and the Yankees are going to be facing this season. Uh, um, well, it's the third time they've played in the ALCS in the last six years. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees, they just, they have to beat this Goliath. I mean, they have to be- beat this Goliath in order to get to the World Series. Um, I don't care about the Yankees right now with going against the Astros because, like, 
You guys have been in this position so many times, whether it's the Red Sox, the Astros, or any other team. You guys have to win this game. You guys have to win all these games. I mean, I'm taking them in seven. Um, I feel like a lot of people are having them in seven or in six, possibly. Um, that's just being hopeful and being generous to have them in six. But the Yankees have to win this, and they have to get the World Series. They haven't been to a World Series since, what, 2009, um, which is terrible. I'm, I mean, you guys are one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, American recognized all over the world. Like you guys have to win this game in order to get to the World Series for the for for the Phillies and for the Padres. I mean, the Phillies look good. The Phillies look great. I mean, I mean, you saw um, uh, Freeman with that, you know, yep, that 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 shocking face. Um, the Phillies look good. The Padres look they look good too. I'm, I'm not gonna say they look bad. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name uh, on the Padres. Juan Soto. Yeah, Juan Soto. Um, Oh boy, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, the Phillies look great. So you're you're going with the Yankees? Am I reading you right, Phillies? I'm going to Yankees. I'm going Yankees. Phillies. I think Philly has the better team. Um, I think they just have the and and also I think they just have the better pitching game too. Um, honestly, against the Padres. So I I just believe that the, the Phillies are going to be able to make it through against the Padres. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say they're going to win in five. I'm not going to say they're going to four. But I think that's going to either go to a six game series for the. For the um for the Phillies and the Padres, and I just take the Phillies over over them just because of the talent and the pitching alone. And then in your World Series, I mean, because we're obviously going to be talking about it more, but if the Yankees and the Phillies advance the World Series, oh the Yankees, got? I got the Yankees. And I got the Yankees. how many games? Six. Six. I got them in six. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go a little different than you. I got the Astros taking it over nah. the Yankees. Um, the Astros just beat your Mariners. They did. Really? And you gonna take them? You really okay. got to throw more salt in the wound. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was I'm unnecessary. Sorry. A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the, look, the, look, the Mariners are going to make it to the playoffs next year anyway. I really hope so. I mean, it may be another 21 years. You never know. I doubt franchise. it. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, but no, with the Astros, I think I've been the most complete team in the American League uh, this whole season. I'm really interested to see how Verlander and the squad looks going in to the rest of October. Uh, but we've got the Astros taking it out of the American League. I think they're going to beat the Yankees in six, roughly. Maybe seven. It could go seven, but I'm going to say in six. And then over in the NL side, I really want to pick the Padres because I've been to Petco Park. Uh, I love the San Diego Padres team. I love the fact that they have Juan Soto and they're firing all cylinders right now. The Phillies just look like a different animal. So I do agree with you on that. I am going to be taking the Phillies in seven in the National League over the uh, over the San Diego Padres, which that will set up an Astros-Phillies uh, World Series for me. And I'm also going to be taking the American League side, but I'm picking the Astros over the Phillies. I'm gonna say Astros honestly in in five. I think the in Astros five. I think the Astros are that well built honestly this year. I really do. You think the, you think the Astros are gonna win in five? I know against the the yep. Phillies against the Phillies. Yep, I do. I think they're just that well built. Like this, it'll be a David Goliath matchup, and there's a reason that Goliath is Goliath, and that's the Houston Astros this year. So I'm gonna pick the Astros in five. Over Everybody the takes the Astros. I know it's not the it's not the most controversial or crazy pick, but it's it's my pick. Okay. It is my honest to God pick. So, but also just wanted to quickly touch base here before we get into the NBA because Anthony, for the most part, is going to be doing that solo here. Uh, the NHL season has started. Not the NBA guy though. Yeah, the you, guy who knows well, all yeah, sports. But you're, but you're all sports, correct? But my by my best expertise is the I'm NBA. Yeah, I would say you were if you weren't a co-host and you were just like, hey, what sport did you want to talk? Like, I mean, it's your passion, man. Right. Yeah. It's, it's your love. Yes, the and NBA I love is talking NBA with you, and I really wish we could talk more about it, but the time clock is not on my side. I know, but Keep the going. but You're the good. NHL, uh, Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames are off the three and zero starts um, for the local team. My Seattle Kraken, not so much one and two with an overtime loss 
but we've obviously got the defending champs, excuse me, the Colorado Avalanche, obviously kicking off their season. The Tampa Bay Lightning uh, have started off slow after being the three-time Eastern Conference champs. Anthony, give us your quick thoughts on the NHL, and then we'll talk some NBA. Uh, the Stars look good, starting out 3-0. and um, I don't know if they got uh, Robinson's contract. Yes, they yet. did. They did? Okay, they did. good. They um, signed him before the year. That's good, because, I mean, I know Zach was chomping at the bit of why they haven't signed Robinson. Uh, I think he's their best player um, on, on, on the Stars team. I think that—I'm not going to say that— the stars are gonna, you know, they're gonna go downhill in a couple of weeks. But uh, I think that this is just a good start for them, and that uh, as long as Robbins is playing, I mean, they have a good squad. They have a fantastic squad. I feel like they're bringing back everyone who they had last year. Um, they signed just about everyone who they had last year, and I think that the stars are gonna be fine for the couple of weeks. But we'll just see how the season goes along. So absolutely, and we hope to get our, our very own Zach Babb here talk some more hockey too because we loved having him on obviously Tyler Luker also talks some really great hockey as well so make sure you tune in more of that we just don't want to break it down without the big knowledge or the big yeah brains. yeah we could talk about the it, big those, guys the big brains yeah the big brains yeah the, what is it the goons in hockey yeah the goons the I goons. think so but they, but, they, but they're smarter than the goons so they're they like, are a lot smarter than the goons they're the um scientists of ice Scientists of ice. Scientists. I'm gonna let ice. know. <laughs> the scientists. The scientists of ice. Yes. Okay. Of ice hockey. The scientists of ice hockey. Yes. I just really just Anthony, you amaze me every day. Thank I'd, you. I'd really. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was incredible. I have North Texas being UTSA. I have um. Uh, you I, have them going nine and three. I have them going nine and three. You have uh, you know, soccer players getting like nine or twelve <laughs> hat tricks. Like you just have it all, man. Yeah, man. I love you know. I love the enthusiasm. I love the positivity. I gotta say. Until it all goes crashing down, and then like, <laughs> oh man, we're not even nine three. We just lost to UTSA this week. Dang, oh man, dang, yeah. dang, dang, dang. All right, well, here's this. So we're finally getting to the NBA. You're gonna be doing part of the segment by yourself. <laughs> okay. We're leaving you here in the studio, just by all yourself. by myself, all by yourself, solo. Um, I already got the outro and everything pulled up for you, so we're good there. Okay. How about this? So we've got, I got about six minutes, or eh, about eight minutes. Okay. We'll do, we'll do straight up predictions, right? Okay. So we'll just kind of go through. We'll just kind of knock everything out. Yeah. Um, prediction wise, and then whenever we dive up, because we had two games last night, and then you can really kind of sit there and just give your general thoughts to kind of close out the show. Does Deal. that sound good? That sounds great. Perfect. Okay. Now pretend you for like while I'm here that you didn't see those games last okay, night. Okay. Sure. No That's fine. I didn't. I didn't watch any basketball last night Nothing. at all. None. Yeah. Not from start to finish, from opening tip to yeah. literally the end pregame nope. show. I did not nope. enjoy my holiday yesterday because I didn't watch any basketball. None. Oh my god. I, I really love doing this podcast. By the way, have I ever told you that? I, I think so. All right. A couple so, times. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. As long as your Seattle teams are looking good. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, in this in this association, Seattle team does not exist currently. So <laughs> hopefully, we can change that soon. But anyways, all right. We'll start on the East. All right. I want you to. You got. I'm assuming you got the NBA teams pulled up. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you give me kind of your regular season standings predictions? If you want, I can go first, so you, I can kind of start you off. Because um, I did this on another podcast uh, earlier this week uh, to predict one through ten. Because we don't need to disrespect eleven through 15. the Good Time Sports Podcast. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Thanks. so y'all know, I, I, I didn't do the free plug. Just so I'm just, just saying, aware. <laughs> check out the Good Times Podcast. You know, recorded every Sunday. I mean, we shout out Kevin's podcast with, uh, with right? Kellen Brown, Andrew Maloney, <laughs> and um, Brendan Carson. And yep. Brendan Carson. Yep, the Good Times Podcast every Sunday. It. Um, but for the East, for for myself, I had the Milwaukee Bucks finishing as the one seed. I had the, <coughs> excuse me, two seed Boston Celtics. I had the three seed Miami Heat 
the four seed, the Philadelphia, excuse me, 76ers. I had the five seed, five seed. This is going to be an interesting one. I had the Cleveland Cavaliers with newly formed wow. Mitchell. Okay. Um, six seed, I had the Brooklyn Nets. Seven seed, I had the, oh, who was it? The Toronto Raptors. The eight seed, I had the, I'm trying to think of them off the top. Oh, Chicago Bulls. I had them taking a slight stick back this year with Alonzo Ball. Uh, the number nine seed, I had the Atlanta Hawks. Could be interesting, but I'm I'm still not sure how I feel about uh, Atlanta's direction at this point. Mm-hmm. And then the 10th and final playing team, I believe I had... The New York Knicks. No. <laughs> no. No, no, I did not. Uh, the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets, that's who I had. Okay, that's not... That's not. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, no. Yeah, no, they've been going through a heck of an offseason, I know, but... Yeah, they have. So I believe in LaMelo Ball. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll give you my uh, quick predictions. Uh, one, I have Milwaukee. Um, two, I have Boston. Three, uh, oh my gosh. Three, I actually have Miami. Um, four, I have Brooklyn. Okay. Um, the Nets. Uh, five, I have Toronto. Six, I have... Oh my god. Uh, s- six, I have uh, Chicago. Seven, I have Cleveland. Um, eight, I actually have Atlanta. 9, 10, and 11. I actually have Washington, Charlotte, and I don't want to say Orlando, but I actually have the Knicks. I feel like you left somebody out. Hold Who? on, because you had Milwaukee at 1. Who'd you did, have I, a... did I miss Atlanta? I don't know. Did, hold on. You had Milwaukee at 1. Yeah, Milwaukee. You had, <coughs> excuse me. Did you have Boston 2, or did you have Miami 2? Yeah, I had Boston 2. Miami 3? Miami was... Did you? When did you say Philly. Oh, I didn't see Philly. Oh, oh my Phil- God. Tell <laughs> forget about Philly. <laughs> you had my Philly missing the playoffs. Yeah, Philly just missed the playoffs because of James Did Jordan. you watch that game last night in fact? <laughs> I know, right? I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Um, I actually have Philly at number six, actually. Okay, six. Okay. Philly's six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Because I didn't watch any <laughs> Philadelphia game none. last night against, none. The, since, against, against Boston. <laughs> No, none at all. No, no disrespect ever. Yeah, no <laughs> Philly game played. Interesting. All right. It's not like they, you know, you know, they, they, they celebrated Bill Russell last no. night. You know, well, and I mean, so all NBA teams are going to be wearing the number six patch for Bill Russell in honor yep. of his memory. The great pioneer, the activist, the great Bill Russell. Yep. Um, moving over to the West now, as we as I am er- carefully watching the clock here. Uh, all right, this the West is going to really shock you, Anthony. Oh, he thought the East was a wo- roller coaster start. Oh gosh. Ready for the West. One, Memphis Grizzlies. Wow, whoa, whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a... I believe in Jaw. I'm not going to say a shocker, but okay. I believe in Jaw. I believe in Jaron Jackson. I believe in Desmond Bain. I okay. believe in the whole squad. All right. Two, I got the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Three, I've got Golden State. Four, I, I have... I thought you were having walking money. I was like, where's where's Golden State here? <laughs> yeah, so Golden State's three. Uh, four, I've got the Phoenix Suns. Five, I have the Dallas Mavericks. Six, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Or no, excuse me. Six, I have the LA Clippers. Excuse me. Seven, okay. seven, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Eight, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Number nine, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. And at number 10, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, that's not bad. So, for yeah, the, the, the start, though, I mean, it's throwing everybody off that I have Memphis that high. But I mean, I don't think it's a shocker because, like, Memphis is... is they they got dogs over there. Yep. And I mean they're they they're, they're balling. Um but let me go through these real quick. Yep. Before you gotta head out. So yep. one, um I got 
oh, something's telling I don't want to, but something's telling me I should put Denver at number one. Okay. Put so I'm going to put Denver at one. Okay. I'm going to put Golden State at two. Okay. I'm going to put, um, oh my gosh. So one is Denver. Yep. Two's Golden State. Yep. Three, I'm going to put Memphis. Did you not put Denver? I thought you had Denver that high. Denver's one. Denver's Golden one. State's Denver two. one, two, Golden State. Memphis okay. is three. three. Okay. Four, I'm going to put the Clippers, actually. Okay, so you have... Okay. And then five, I'm going to put the Mavs. Six, I'm going to put Minnesota. Okay. Um, Seven, I'm going to put New Orleans. Eight, I'm going to put Portland. And nine, I'm going to put the Lakers. Who's at ten? Ten, a team that I think is going to squeeze out and just make it happen. I think you forgot a team again. I probably did. You forgot the Suns. I did forget the Suns. <laughs> I did forget the Suns. I did. I forgot them. And I'll put them at 10. And oh, I'm, my and, goodness. And, and, no, no. I, and, I, and the reason why is I'm not afraid to put them at 10, actually. Because the Suns just, they've been going through so much. And I know that Cullen Brown has to go in, like, less than 10 minutes because it's 149 on I, the central side. But, yeah, I'm not afraid to put the Suns at 10. All right. I, I, oh, I the really, Suns are all over the place. I really want to talk about that, but I can't. Who's your regular season MVP? Quick. Regular season MVP? I'm going Giannis. I'm going Luka. So, fair enough. Fair. All right. Fair. Uh, give the me international your, MVP. Give me your Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, and then NBA Finals, and then your NBA Champion. Okay. Eastern Conference Finals, I'm going um, Boston, and I'm going Milwaukee. Um, for the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, I'm gonna take the Mavericks. Okay, I'm gonna take the Mavericks, and I'm kicking, I'm kicking Golden State out, and I'm putting Memphis. Okay, so you got Mavs. Because okay. I think if I think if Memphis faces faces them in the oh yeah, Memphis okay. faces Golden State, I think Memphis takes it. Oh. Um, okay. Then in the championship, I got the Mavericks. <laughs> I want to take the Mavericks so bad, but I got the Mavericks facing. Milwaukee, and I have Milwaukee winning. I have Giannis winning his second championship. Okay, and then saying so Giannis, I'm assuming would be Finals MVP. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're very similar, except the West is different. So I actually have Milwaukee beating Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I have the Grizzlies knocking off the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. And who's I, your championship? I have so I have Milwaukee versus the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> and I have Giannis winning his second NBA championship as well. Nice. Nice. So, but I, I really think people are underestimating the Grizzlies this year. Like I think so too. I think Jaw, that old squad, is going to be coming for throats next year. But that is going to wrap it up for my participation here on the Fools on Stools podcast. Anthony, you're going to be breaking down more of the NBA, which you saw <laughs> last night, and every, th- every bit of thoughts that you have going into this NBA season. And then you're going to close out the show. So you can talk. You can kind of switch the mics, do whatever you got to do. You're going to be sitting in the big boy chair. Anthony, as it's always been a pleasure, brother. Take it away. Always, always. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, with the Fools on Stools podcast uh, slowly, slightly coming to a close, um, we have lost one fully, another fully, and now you have your only fool of of Mr. Council um, talking everything NBA right now because we covered the NFL, we covered the NHL, we covered MLB, um, a little bit of college football and soon, college basketball is going to be coming up, which is very exciting. But uh, today, I'm going to be breaking down a little bit of what I saw last night with the Philadelphia 76ers against the good old Boston Celtics, uh, where they honored Bill Russell and the Golden State Warriors, who had their fantastic ring ceremony, and against the Los Angeles Lakers. 
uh, see money is walking out the door, headed to class, and uh, let's get right into it. So, basketball here uh, with Anthony Council. Um, what I saw yesterday was nothing short of a fantastic event with the Boston Celtics as well as the Philadelphia 76ers. Boston looks great um, with their new head coach. Uh, they look phenomenal. Um, the way that they were able to uh, have a lot more offense with um, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I think that, that as a point guard, um, Marcus Smart brings more of a defensive end um, to to the lineup. While Malcolm Brogdon, what I saw from yesterday, is that Malcolm Brogdon, he really ran around the court. He said, I'm going to be a scorer. I'm going to be a scorer. I'm going to be able to make offense. So that way, um, at times when, like, like at times when Marcus Smart would be in the game, uh, he would usually pass it to Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Malcolm Brogdon is looking for his shot. He's looking to score. Um, he would run. He, he he would run around um, the top of the key into the corner and shoot a, and shoot a two pointer, which would go in. Um, and Boston just looks really really good on the Philadelphia side. I think the biggest thing that that Philly has to do with Joel Embiid is get him deep down in the paint. Um, there were a lot of times when Philadelphia that that they had Joel Embiid kind of at the top of the key where the free throw line is, where the charity stripe is, and James Harden would give it to him right there, and 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 everybody on offense would move to the deep uh, left side of the court and just let Joel Embiid go to work. I don't think that's going to be able to work for Philadelphia long-term. If you have Joel Embiid going one-on-one -on -one against someone like um, uh, um, like Williams or, or, or someone, let's just say Jaron Jackson Jr., if you have him going against someone like that who's kind of a big body and, and playing physical with Joel Embiid, because we know Joel Embiid is a very big guy um, playing seven foot using everything, everything around him, um, I just think that you have to you have to bring him deeper down into the paint um, in order to be able to make easy points. There was one time whenever he was kind of at the top of the key and he just shot a two point, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have, if you're playing against a physical opponent, if you're playing against someone who's very physical who's going to challenge you, then shooting that shot that, in my opinion, that's just too difficult. That's way too difficult. Get deep down in the paint. Be the best center that we all know who you are. Um, because if you believe that you are the best center in this league right now, then you have to go prove it. You have to go deep down in the paint, play barbecue chicken basketball, and at least get 20 and 10 rebounds every single game. Uh, on James Harden's side, James Harden looked pretty good. Um, there were times when he shot some 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 air balls at times, which you know I just think that on even on even on the Golden State and on the Lakers game, these guys are slowly getting back into motion. These guys are slowly. Um, getting back into the regular season. Um, obviously, it's the first game of the regular season uh, for both squads. And I'm not going to say that that James Harden looks bad. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life um, compared to Houston to even Brooklyn. Um, he looks like he's in good shape. Uh, he's, he's playing good basketball. He made some good passes. Um, I just think at times he just has to sometimes play his own game and isolate uh, a isolate defenders and make his own shot, like make his own buckets in order to win this game or to win um, this season in order, in order for the, um, the, the statements that people have had on James Harden to go away. 35 points, nine for 14 from field goal range. Um, he played a phenomenal game, but you know, Jason Tatum played uh, just as good. 35 points, 13 for 20 from field goal range and seven for nine from from the free throw line. Um, I think that, that that both teams they looked good. Uh, Boston took the win, one twenty six to one seventeen. 
Um, and and I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. I think Jalen Brown is taking a step up as well of being that leader um, with Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown looked literally phenomenal and kind of unstoppable um, that whole game against Philadelphia. They really could not stop uh, Jalen Brown. That really the entire game um, that they played. Uh, you know, he was 14 for 24 from field goal range, four for 12 from the three point line. And having the same points as Jason Tatum of 35 points. I mean, these two, we know that they can play together. We know that they're ballers. We know that they made it to not only the Western, the, the Eastern Conference Finals, but also um, to the NBA Finals. And sadly, yes, they lost to the team that we're about to go into with Golden State and the Lakers. But I think that if you have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and really the whole squad of Al Horford, Marcus Smart, uh, and even um, a newcomer of of Blake Griffin and Malcolm Brogdon, I think if they have, if you have them playing on all cylinders, I think it's going to be fantastic. Now, looking at the West side um, with the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, that game was phenomenal. Yes, obviously, uh, Golden State did win the NBA championship last year. Um, congratulations to them, as well as they had their ring ceremony. And yes, there have been a lot of things happening with Golden State, um, with the incident with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, but it feels like all those things kind of uh, brushed over uh, yesterday in that win for the Golden State Warriors as they took the dub over the Los Angeles Lakers, winning 123-109. to um, On the Golden State side, they look like they have not skipped a beat. Um, honestly, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Looney, Andrew Wiggins, they all looked phenomenal. Um, uh, for... For Stephen Curry, uh, I mean, it, he's he's just that guy. There was multiple times whenever uh, he would make backdoor cuts and either Jordan Poole or even Draymond Green would kick it to him on a backdoor cut. And the Lakers' defense just didn't know what to do. Um, yes, they have a new coach in Darvin Ham, um, but if Steph Curry is able to make backdoor cuts, make it look so easy and make layups and uh, um, uh, even do a dream shake on a defender um, and make the 13-footer, I mean, it's 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 too easy for Steph Curry. I think that I think Golden State, they I know Cullen and I made predictions, but I just think that Golden State they just haven't skipped a beat, and they could be the easy favorite to win it again, um, to win back to back championships to get their fifth um, NBA championship. Um, you know, Golden State uh, Steph Curry had thirty three points, ten for twenty two from field goal range, and four for thirteen. Um, like I said before, you know, they, they, they look rusty, a little bit rusty, but I also believe that this new squad of, of, uh, Golden State Warriors, um, uh, people or teammates, they, that this next generation of Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, and even Moses Moody, uh, they, they, they actually put them in kind of the second half of the game, um, kind of near the third quarter ish. Um, and they looked phenomenal. Um, James Wiseman, as as you may not know, just came back from uh, injury. Um, he really didn't play at all. He didn't play at all last season, and he looks great. Um, there were times when he would make uh, blocks on LeBron and um, just look phenomenal on the defensive side, uh, make it look easy on the offensive side with only eight points, four for six from field goal range. Um, and only played a solid 17 minutes, which looked phenomenal. And uh, for Jordan Poole, um, you know, the, the kind of the star um, of this Golden State squad, aside from uh, the superstars of Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry, um, played a phenomenal game. Um, 12 points, 2 for 9 off a 3-point range, and 4 for 15 
from field goal. Uh, played a solid 28 minutes, looked really good. Um, but now let's kick it over to uh, La La Land for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers looked decent. I'm not going to say they looked bad. They looked actually pretty good. Uh, LeBron James, as you know, if you don't know, uh, well, now you know, he's trying to chase Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, only a 1,000 and, 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 and some change of points away from being the all-time leading scorer for the Los Angeles Lakers. He looked like he 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 looked like he didn't skip a beat. He looks like the same old LeBron James as we all know in year twenty. Um, uh, LeBron James with thirty one points, eight assists, uh, um, fourteen rebounds, uh, the most rebounds um, for this whole entire squad. Actually, twelve for twenty five from field goal range, and for the Lakers altogether. They look okay. I'm not going to say they're going to win a championship this year because I just don't believe that they're a contender. I think that they need to change up some things um, for the Los Angeles Lakers. Either, I don't want to say it, but if you have to make a trade for Russell Westbrook, then do it. I mean, they don't have a lot of shooting. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of athleticism. Um, some of the young guys, I mean, LeBron James said it. Excuse me. LeBron James said it best. Um, there's just not a lot of shooting. And, I mean, it's not like everyone's shooting lasers out there um, for the Los Angeles Lakers because it's just not there. Uh, I think that, that that for the Lakers, they have to really get back to um, what they were, uh, not last year, but I think when they were in the bubble. Um, but speaking of the bubble, Anthony Davis looked phenomenal. I mean, he looked fantastic. There were two times when he um, when, when LeBron James got the rebound, kicked it to kick, kicked it to Anthony Davis, and he drove down for an easy layup. Uh, that happened twice. Anthony Davis looked really good also. I think he's going to get back to the same Anthony Davis that we know of a top-five power forward in this league. Um, and I think that also even just for the Lakers in total, um, they just have to get on all tracks. Uh, the chemistry just has to get all together uh, for, the lot, for, for this Lakers squad because if not, then it's going to be the same thing of we're wasting LeBron James's prime and we're not going to get it back, and it's not going to look pretty for the Lakers. Uh, I think this is going to be a comeback season for Russell Westbrook. Um, he looks he he looks pretty decent. I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people were saying that Russell Westbrook is the Achilles heel for the Los Angeles Lakers, but I think that this is his resurrection season for him, um, even though all the storylines have been, you know, Russell Westbrook is washed, and, and he's just... He's 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 too old and he's not he he's just causing mayhem for the Lakers because he's not playing um, his best and I get it he did not play great last season but this season is a new season I think that Russell Westbrook will be back better than ever this year um, for the Lakers and we'll just have to see we'll 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 just have to see I know that today um, if you are either a Mavs fan as we know that this is the hometown team. Um, the Dallas Mavericks face the Phoenix Suns uh, today um, against the uh, at nine o'clock, and the Charlotte Hornets face the Spurs tonight at seven p.m. Um, it's going to be an elite matchup, especially for the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks, as they did face each other um, uh, in the I, I believe it was the Western Con well no it was for it was going into the Western Conference Finals. Um, against the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks to see who is going to face Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. As we all know, Golden State won. Um, but that is all on the basketball talk. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining 
us, Kevin Walker, Colin Brown, and I uh, on the Fools on Stools podcast. We'll be back here next Wednesday to talk even more baseball, football, uh, on the NFL and college football, NHL and NBA talk. Because at this time in the fall, it's always a good time to talk sports because everybody's playing and everybody's having a good time. So make sure you guys stay safe, be safe, um, get warm because it is cold out here. And uh, we will see you guys on the flip side.